hey, can I ask you something? What day is Christmas? No, seriously. What day of the year does Christmas land on? Christmas lands on the same day every single year. So why are we always caught off guard? I'm your host, Essence, and welcome to the 12 Days of Christmas. For those of you who don't know, I do YouTube videos about natural hair, and this year I dropped a video on last minute Christmas gift ideas. Why? Because there's always, <laughs> there are always groups of people, a lot of people, most people who do their Christmas shopping last minute. I'm not judging you if you're one of them, because sometimes I am, but most times I'm not, but I'm not judging you, but there are always people who run last minute. Especially now with like stores being so weird about like um, going inside and a lot of businesses are closed down and stuff like that. It makes it even harder to get Christmas gifts this year. You can't necessarily just run into your local store, run into the mall, grab a few things and go. Like if you order anything online, then you pretty much should have placed your order December 1st because past like December 12th, mm, good luck getting your package in two weeks or less because it's probably not going to come. Uh, so why do people shop last minute when they know Christmas is December 25th every year? It, it doesn't change. And that's why I asked you in the beginning, what, what day is Christmas? It doesn't change. If I asked you what day was East, what day is Easter, you might have to check the calendar because Easter lands on a different day every single year. Sometimes it's even in the end of March. Sometimes it's in April, but Christmas is always December 21st, December 20th, look at me, I was going to say December 21st. <laughs> Christmas is December 25th every single year. So really and truly, there is no reason why we should not know what day Christmas is and we shouldn't really be behind. And I think the problem is that because it's way at the end of the year, nobody thinks about it until you start to see the commercials, the music on the radio starts to change, people start putting up lights and you're like okay, Christmas drinks at Starbucks are coming out. Okay. You know, you kind of ease into it. You're kind of thinking people are asking you what you want. You're like, okay. And you know, you kind of just, it, it's kind of on the back burner until you realize, oh my gosh, it is like December 18th and I've, I got nothing. It is now December 23rd and I have nothing, or I only have, you know, three gifts and I need five. And so everybody starts hustling and bustling to try to get everything. But like Christmas is, December 25th every year, people. We, we should not be going through this. But but I mean, sometimes we do, and it is what it is. Some people like the, the pressure of that. I personally don't. Um, me during Christmas, what I usually try to do is, again, I did say this in another podcast for my son particularly, I tried to get him four specific things, something he wants, something he needs, something he can wear, and something he can read. And that oof, lifts the pressure off of me. So I don't need to figure out what to buy and I don't need to stress myself out and I don't need to figure out if this was a good gift or not and whatever. And so for me, my Christmas habits or my Christmas shopping habits are pretty organized. Um, I used to have a running list. I didn't have one this year, but for my son, I know I told you guys in a previous podcast that I get him something he wants, something he needs, 
something he can wear and something he can read. And I'm pretty much going to run with that until he's like 35. Like I'm, I'm never going to stop. I feel like I'm not going to stop that because it takes up so much, takes off so much pressure off of me to like figure out what to get him. And it also just helps him not be super indulgent in getting all of these gifts and all of these toys. Um, I want to keep a healthy balance there. And then for other people in my life, you know, I, I take notes during the year and kind of jot down certain things and try to probe. Um, but I like to get my Christmas gifts done more in advance because I feel like no matter what, I'm going to be rushing last minute. It could be to get bags, to get wrapping paper, to actually wrap the gifts. It could be anything. I always feel like that last five days or that I'm like, oh my gosh, everything just becomes crazy anyway. So I like to get it done in advance. So this is the last podcast in the 12 days of Christmas series. And the reason why I wanted to do this one in particular is because it's all about being prepared. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's not a big deal if you get someone their Christmas gift, if you give somebody their Christmas gift rather on December 26th or 27th or even later than that, not a huge deal. However, we can't be that unprepared in other areas of our life, namely the return of Jesus. Everybody loves the baby. Everybody loves baby Jesus. He's sweet and he's calm and, you know, he's humble and he was born in a manger and there was a star that signified his birth and, you know, his mother was just a young girl when she gave birth to him and his parents didn't have a lot of money and he was just born in this lowly town. Like everybody loves the baby Jesus, but nobody thinks about the return of Jesus. And the way that we're unprepared for Christmas sometimes we can't carry that over into our spiritual life. We cannot be unprepared when Jesus returns. Everybody elevates the baby, um, especially during Christmas. It's all about baby Jesus. And, you know, in the nativity scenes, they have the, the baby Jesus laying in the manger. But we can't forget about his return. And we can't forget about the whole purpose of even giving our hearts to Jesus is that so when Jesus returns, that he'll come for us, that he will, that we will be prepared and he will be ready to take us. I think about the parable of the 10 virgins. This is in Matthew 25, and we're gonna start in verse one. Um, but this is, this is from the mouth of Jesus, and I love the way that he explained this because a lot of people can understand his return through this parable. So this is the parable of the wise and foolish virgins in Matthew 25, verse one. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five, five of them were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took their oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was, her, was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough oil for, for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And when they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him to the wedding, and the doors were shut. Afterwards, the other virgins also came, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour which the Son of Man is coming. And... It's pretty much like saying, be ready, you know, be ready for when Jesus comes back, because when he comes back, he's not lollygagging. He's not he's not wasting time. He's not giving you another day to shop. He's not giving you more time to prepare. He's given us so much time to prepare now. Like, let's go back to the analogy of Christmas. You have from January 1st 
to December 24th until Christmas happens. You have a whole year to prepare every single year. So why are we always behind? Obviously it's our flesh nature. Obviously it's because we're human and we're, we procrastinate and we prioritize differently. But when it comes to Jesus coming back, we can't take those chances. We can't say that we're just going to put our lampstands down and just take a nap. We can't say that, yeah, you know what? I'm going to get saved when when I'm older. You know what? I'm going to get saved after I get married. You know, I'm going to become a Christian after I've enjoyed my 20s and enjoyed my life. The time is now. We know the scripture that says today is the day of salvation. We don't know if we have tomorrow, right? We don't know if we're going to have another opportunity to give our life to Jesus. We don't know the time that we're missing out on right now. I mean, I gave my life to Jesus when I was 17 years old and it saved me from a lot of heartache in life, I'm sure. I don't even want to know how my life would have been if I was not a Christian, but I know that giving my life to Jesus at that time was the best time for me. I could have gotten into so much more things. I could have wasted more time and then possibly miss out on the return of Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that Jesus is coming tomorrow. I mean, nobody really knows. And that's why you have to be prepared because Jesus is purposely not giving us a specific timeline. He wants you to get your heart ready now and he does not want you to miss out. So he gives us all this time to prepare all of these years. I mean, for me, it's been 12 years. I got saved when I was 17 and he's given us all this time to be like, hey, prepare yourself, prepare yourself get saved. The time is now. Things happen in the world. Tragedy strikes. 2020 happens. He's giving us time. He's giving us signs. He's sending people to minister to us. He's sending people to give us flyers to invite us out to church. And he's trying to give us time. But eventually that time will run out. And number one, you'll either pass away, unfortunately, in your sin and not know him, or he'll come back and you're out trying to go buy oil from your for your lamp. And he's like, you should have had your oil ready already. I just want to read Revelations chapter 19, verse 11 to 21. Now I saw heaven opened and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire and his head were, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written on that no one knew except for himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name was called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with an iron rod. He himself, he himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, king of kings and lord of lords. Ooh, like that gives me goosebumps when I read that. Um, that's Jesus when he returns. Not it's, it's not the baby, guys. It's not the baby laying in a manger. He's not going to be laying in a manger in, in you know, linen, in, in cloth anymore, surrounded in this environment that's not fit for him. He's going to be riding on a horse. He's going to come back with a triumphant entry. And when he comes, he's coming for you and he wants you to be ready. Um, I'm sure that Jesus has delayed his return. I mean, I, I like to make things up. You know, the Bible doesn't tell us everything because our human minds can't even comprehend it. But I just think to myself, what if Jesus was sitting back in heaven and he turned to the father and he was like, okay, how about now? The father's like, no, 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 not now. Okay, how about now? Nah, not now. How, like who, who really knows? Time is so much different to us than it is to God. As we know, it says in scripture that a thousand days is like, you know, one day, but he's giving you time 
and time is something that we can't take for granted. I want to leave, I want to read one more scripture for you. This is Revelation 3, verse 3, and it says, Remember therefore how you have received and heard, hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I have come upon you. So listen, the point of the story here, the point of this podcast, wrapping up the 12 days of Christmas, is that we do not know when Jesus is coming back. We don't know his return, but we do know that he is coming back. I'm going to take it back to the the title of this, this podcast, December 25th, every year. We know Christmas is coming December 25th every year, but somehow we still find ourselves ill-prepared. We know that Jesus is coming back. We don't know when, but we don't want to be ill-prepared. So I encourage you, share this podcast with someone who maybe doesn't know Jesus, or maybe you're someone who's kind of on the fence, or maybe you're in a, you're in a season of your Christianity right now where you're just not, you're not stable, you're not giving your all, you're kind of on the fence, you're a little bit lukewarm. Jesus is coming back. We don't know the day or the hour, but we know that he's coming back. So when he's back, be ready. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. We look forward to counting down the 12 days of Christmas with you. And don't forget, we are releasing a new episode every single day until Christmas Eve. So tune in again tomorrow. And thanks for listening. Bye.